we can see God's love that He never canceled us. So we don't have the right to cancel each other. And maybe Jesus would remind us that since He has a new covenant that He established and He said that He's going to come back, um, He would want us to not cancel Him again because we have to learn from the from the past. The Pharisees didn't like Jesus. Caesar didn't even want to kill Him. <laughs> But they found a way to cancel him because he was stirring up the status quo. They were afraid for themselves, their stature, and, and, and everything. So I guess this cancel culture is and has always been a part of humanity. It's just because of social media, it is how it is now. If you choose to live in the cancel culture, there's gonna come a day when they're going to cancel you because you're going to say something wrong and you're not living the perfect life. Judgment is what you want until it happens to you. That's why there's grace. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we could like revise a Bible verse, like cancel unto others and they will cancel you. This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. What's going on, guys? Welcome to The Narrow Door. Come on in. My name is Sam and this is our 29th episode. Um, please say hello to my friends. We have Instructor Harold Resho of... Um, New Heaven and New Earth, Shinchanji Church of Jesus. Pastor Dennis C. is head pastor at Victory Greenhills. And uh, Brother J. Paul Hernandez is a lay preacher at The Feast. We are an ecumenical podcast, and so we are all from different denominations, but we are about our shared love for our faith, and we encourage one another and just talk through our differences and celebrate our similarities. It's a good time. Today, we're talking about something that is not a good time, cancel culture, Right? Um, and I thought maybe we can talk about current events or cultural phenomena that is happening in the world today, and we can phrase the question in a way where we can still look at things from a Christian perspective. So today we are asking the question, what would Jesus say about cancel culture, right? Um, before we, I guess we should first define it in case there are some people out there who do not know exactly what cancel culture is. Um, be, be, before I get to the definition, though, I'm all over the place. I'm going to edit this. Okay, so that is our question for today. Before we get to the actual conversation, I wanted to read you guys an email. We got mail, guys. And this is from Tom Hanks. <laughs> I'm Meg Ryan. Okay. Um, this is coming from KC. KC says, um, hi, everybody. I am an avid listener of the Narrow Door podcast. I just finished episode 23 today. Your podcast imparted a lot of learnings and realizations in my spiritual journey with our Lord Jesus Christ. Just a short background. I was born Catholic. I was raised Catholic with Catholic standards and beliefs. I went to a Catholic school. Oh, this doesn't sound good for Catholics, though. <laughs> I'm thinking like something changed along the way. She went to Catholic school since grade school to college. I was a lukewarm Christian. I had faith in Christ. I thought I knew him. I mean, I was going to Catholic church, which depended on my mood, by the way. I also listened to some evangelical sermons and Christian podcasts. I attended CCF. I went to Victory Church. She went to the feast, but I never had a relationship with him. I am a seeker of Christ, but I was not that intentional. I haven't entirely opened my heart to him not until last year when my father died wow. i am so sorry i felt devastated empty and broken my brokenness was used by god to meet me he introduced himself to me and his words resonated comforted and healed me 
He used wow. a person to encourage me to read the Bible. Honestly, I thought faith was enough. But when I started to read mm-hmm. the Bible and know and understand the heart of Jesus, then and there, my relationship with him started. He made me realize that Christianity is not only a religion, but it is a relationship with him. His words are truly alive and active, sharper than the double-edged sword. Wow. Ooh, Pastor Dennis mentioned this in your past preaching, the active and alive word of God, right? He transformed my heart in ways that I cannot imagine. I will forever be grateful for his, for his unfailing love. And she quotes from the Bible, Psalms 94, verse 18, when I said, my foot is slipping, your unfailing love, Lord, supported me. <laughs> Continue to have a teachable heart, Sam. Oh, Oh, what a wonderful thing to wish for me. Thank you. Keep on pursuing him. I know our Father, Lord Jesus, is so proud of you. To Pastor Dennis, Instructor Harold, and Brother J. Paul, continue to make disciples and plant seeds in everyone's heart. Jesus loves you all. Much love, Casey. Oh, wow. Thank you. And it's really amazing how, yeah, God can turn something that is broken and bad in our lives to bring something good and make us whole again. And that's, that is just what our God does. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Casey. And yes, if you guys want to write us, we love hearing from you, the narrow door podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Cancel culture. Let us first define what it is before we have this conversation. Um, So cancel culture is a group shaming that happens online, right? Usually in social media, somebody will say something or do something that many people maybe find offensive. They now start calling this person out. Everybody jumps in. And then there are some real life effects. You know, they get ostracized socially. Some I've seen people lose their jobs, usually in like, the states right this usually happens in the western world mostly but you know what happens online this group shaming that happens online uh, has ramifications that happen in real life and we are seeing more and more of this happen when you guys thought of cancel culture who did you did anyone come to mind for you guys do you guys follow these things like who's getting canceled for what you know who do you remember well, after they tried to cancel you, I, I unfollowed cancel culture. You don't do that to my friend. Wait, what? Who, who tried to cancel who? Korea. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? You know, sometimes like, you know, because we're doing this online and sometimes something will skip and I will miss a whole joke. Goodness. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Hashtag cancel Korea was a thing recently. Right. Yep, yep, yeah. Right. Yeah. And Korean series is still number one in Netflix in spite <laughs> of all the cancel Korea. Uh, yes. Yeah. We're not, we're not um, going away, guys. Sorry. Yes, regarding that cancel culture, I'm not sure if you remember Paula Salvosa. Oh. Yeah. Who's that? Um, the, the girl I'm who liar. viral. Yeah. The Amalaya instructor. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm sorry. She, she's the first person that came into my mind because I, I I watched her testimony online, and then I found out that she really underwent depression and she would want yeah. to commit suicide because of what happened. But after that, when she had a deeper relationship with God, um, she became a Bible preacher, and that's why somehow I can relate to her because yeah. um, out of our passion, we would want to share the Word of God to the people, and I think that's what we're doing here in the podcast as well. That's why we have Pastor Dennis, Brother Chapel, because we'd want to share the Word of God to more people in the whole world, and and hoping that 
um, people will be able to experience a life being transformed by God. And uh, I think that's a very good thing to do. Oh my goodness, is that her story? She, had, yes. she took quite the turn. That's amazing, yes. yeah. Brother J. Paul, who did you think of? It's so weird, my thoughts. Um, it, it's Coach Doc Rivers. Uh, you might, she he did not do something bad. Who's that? First of all, uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Pardon my ignorance. Pardon yeah, yeah. my ignorance. Who is yeah, Doc yeah. No, it's okay. Doc Rivers? So he, he's a champion coach in the NBA. So he, he was building a team for LA Clippers. It was really a powerhouse team, but they lost. And um, so, and he got fired. He built the team from the ground up. People, he recruited the top players because people want, he's a motivational coach. Like he's a coach, at, like basketball coach. He's a motivational coach as well. People wanted to play for him and they missed the mark. Uh, they, they, they got out of the playoffs earlier than expected and they needed a scapegoat and it was him. <gasps> so he was canceled because he made, you know, there was uh, whatever mistake. So... Oh and wow! It happens so easily now. Just be, it's it's it's. Uh, I guess cancel culture for me is a symptom of a deeper human condition. That you, you know, shame and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! No, that's a that's a different angle on the whole cancel culture thing because I always thought of it as just people very um, carelessly and recklessly putting out hurtful things out there, not really thinking about what consequences they could have and how it could affect a person. But wow, now this is being used strategically. Mm. You know, oh my goodness. Yeah. That's new. Okay. Um, well, yes, yes, Pastor D. No, well, personally for me, I think when people cancel the church, when people cancel the local church where they grew in because they found this teaching in YouTube and the presentation was better and the teaching was better. So I cancel everything you did to me. And, you know, I really don't like the church. You know, the church is boring. The church is like this and all the complaints. And they cancel you. Mm. And it's sad. Right? Mm. You know, I was actually going to ask you guys because when I thought of our topic today, I also thought about our churches. And I guess as a Catholic, you know, I feel like many people in the world are, are canceling the Catholic church because of mm -hmm. all our problems and issues, right? And um, I, you have it in New Earth, of course. We recently did an episode of how if you look online, they certainly look like they're being canceled. And, you know, Victory, do you, do you, can you relate to that as well, Pastor? Oh, Dean? yeah. Oh, really? Oh, Brother Jay, did you ever feel like the feast was canceled, the Catholic Church being canceled, all that? All the time. Yeah, I mean, I just sent to you YouTube videos of uh, preachers hating Brother Bo. Mm -hmm. right? So, and just the church. And church, just charity in general. Yeah. So, yeah. they yeah. think we're ancient, but we're always relevant. <laughs> I, I, guess, I, guess, I guess, Sam, I think people have a misconception that church is the structure. Church is the body of Christ. It's us. It's us. Yeah. Instructor Harold, I feel like you have a word or two to say about feeling canceled. He has a seed. He has a seed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, uh, I think it's very relatable to us. And I, I was surprised that my brothers here also feel the same. I thought it was only our church that is being canceled by the people out there. But um, despite that, um, I think 
we are not also being canceled in a way that we are still able to share the word of God. And it's because if it is part of God's work, he would allow us to do these things. And on our church, not we, we do not only share the word of God, but we also um, share um, peace education that we conduct in schools. And we, we try to teach um, young ones to, to know about peace. It's through our other organization. It's HWPL. Um, it stands for Heavenly Culture, World Peace, and Restoration of Light. Um, basically, it's a nonprofit organization that um, really want to spread a culture uh, of peace. And uh, we, we do a lot of activities. And one time, I, if I can just share a quick story. We went to Mindanao, and one of our staff was able to talk to a young boy. And he asked this boy, for you, what is peace? And then this boy answered that uh, peace is a gun. And our staff was shocked because oh, what is this kid saying or this kid talking about? And then when he tried to um, know more about where this kid is coming from, then he found out that for, for that boy, gun, um, a gun is for peace because it's his way of protecting his family. But this is something that we would want to correct and really teach the uh, the kids because um, we would want to start uh, a firm foundation in their lives about the peace and how we should be able to um, to spread this. And even though a lot of people are trying to cancel us, uh, I think it's best if we can still um, do or spread a, a culture of peace and order and love and kindness to all the people. Oh, wow. No, I love that you guys are actually actively doing something about it. And But like, what is peace education like so do you guys talk to children and i don't know tell them what peace is and how we can actually make this a reality in the world like it's stuff like that yes so we impart um the peace education to children and after it's actually a set of 12 lessons that they have to go through um once a week and then after that they could be a peace messenger or a peace ambassador themselves and that they can influence other kids that they know or even in their communities and eventually if we're able to do it there will be a ripple effect that uh, eventually we'll be able to achieve world peace yeah oh wonderful Wonderful. So I'm, so I'm going to ask a question to my brothers and to you as well. Of course. Um, Pastor, Pastor D, I know you've heard of this story because um, I'm a fan. I mean, I'm a, fo- I'm a follower of... Uh, there is this pastor, the founder of Global Leadership Summit. I'm sure you know him. And I've, I've, like, I wanted to be, like, I want to be a, a great leader like him. And he, he Sam, for, um, he built a really, really big church uh, and one time they found out that he was uh, more or less abusing his staff uh, 20 years after, etc. And there was a cancel culture towards him. And they were trying to cancel the church, Christianity and everything. And, and it hurt me because this was somebody I looked up to. He was a champion of faith in my eyes. I went, like one day, in my head, like I was a young leader. I want, one day I want to be like him, you know, you know something like that. But then in my heart, eventually, it's like, yes, he was a sinner, but you can't also cancel the blessings that happened in the church and in and, 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 and what they have done. And, you know, he, he was also anointed. So it's, it's very unpopular in today's opinion that, yes, you, you hate the sin, 
but you can still love love that being and stuff like that. So I don't know what you, you guys think about that aspect. Because for me, I, I still like his teachings. I mean, I'm not saying that I follow him or, or stuff like that. Am I making sense? <laughs> Is your question like, you know, yes, he um, did this horrible thing. And, yeah. um, but does that now just negate everything that he has done? Yeah. That has yeah, brought yeah. good as well. And how do we deal with that now? Yep. That's a difficult question. So over to you, Pastor D. What? <laughs> well, uh, he's a major influence in how I see church and how I pastor. So I don't cancel the teachings he has made. But, you know, I also don't condone what he did and how he was not repentant till the end. Oh, he wasn't? He wasn't. And that's why it has prolonged because he never admitted to it. It's like, and and if you talk about leadership, because he was talking about leadership. And I think this was the best time to apply everything you've taught us by being humble and say, you know, I need accountability. I need help. So it was like you... Well, what's hard is you kind of say one thing and you do another thing. And I did pray for him. Uh, in fact, I never mm-hmm. said anything on social media and like other mm-hmm. Christians who just went on the keyboard and started hating on. I think yeah. we need to pray for, for them. Yeah. Uh, when I was in Chicago, that's where the church was, the, the head church office was. They, they're greatly affected. Members have yeah. left the church, but there were a few who remained and it's now being run not celebrity pastor base it's not one pastor who's the superstar and i think it has taught the church uh great lessons along the way that you know uh that things should be different it shouldn't be that way that it, yeah. church can be built that way and that's why cancel culture mm-hmm. is so strong among public figures it applies to public figures mm-hmm. celebrities influencers and that's why i'm 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 not actually joking when I say to you guys, I hate the word, you know, he's a celebrity pastor. You know, that's not the goal because we're not created to receive glory and it's going to yep. destroy, right? And, and if that's how culture is built, it's so easy to cancel you. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, you know, yeah, that's something that we are seeing in the Catholic Church as well. We have many priests and cardinals and bishops and you know just people higher up in the hierarchy even who um have been exposed of um doing unsavory things and are we now supposed to just throw away our catholic belief system and no because we don't base our faith on these people right we base it on god um instructor harold did you want to add anything to that um, yes, I agree with what Pastor Dennis and what you said. And basically, um, we are not here to judge because um, it's only yeah. God who can judge us. And um, talking about like when we recognize that we did something wrong or we're sinned against God, it's very important for us to repent because if we don't repent, um, God will not be pleased. And that's why um, on the aspect that past um, Brother Jeepal mentioned that there are still good things that he, he had done, then we can still get these things and really not condone a person based on his experience. Because I remember the story when when um, the woman who was commit, committing adultery, uh, who was uh, caught committing adultery, was supposed to be stoned to death. And Jesus told yeah. uh, the people out there that anyone who is free of sin be the first one to uh, throw a stone at her. 
but no one was able to do because we are all sinners and we have our own lackings in, in our lives. So again, before we do something to other people, let, let's reflect upon ourselves first and really... Uh, I, I like what Pastor Dennis did that instead of just going online and putting a lot of negative stuff, let's let's create that kind of think first before you click. Like before you post something online, you have to think about it very carefully. Is it still godly that I'm going to do online or it's not? If it's not, then maybe it's better for me not to do it. And whenever we use um, the social media, I think it's best when we spread positivity instead of negativity and supporting this cancel culture stuff. Think before you click, I feel like it's a Bible verse, like James chapter yeah. three, verse three. <laughs> <laughs> Keyboard warriors. Yes. Eight. <laughs> I think what you were saying is in James chapter 1 verse 19 that talks about let us be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow and then slow to become angry. Oh, so, mm. there you go. Oh my goodness. That should be like our motto with social media, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but can I just go back to the judging thing? Because I don't know. Because Yes, we are not supposed to judge, right? Because we what? don't judge. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like, okay, but when someone has obviously done something wrong, like, am I still judging when I am thinking like, okay, yeah, this, this person like committed this, this sin or like in the case of this pastor, like it, he, you know, molested people sexually harass people yeah. yeah i mean am i still judging like you know what i mean uh, okay let me try it <laughs> you know, no the problem with cancel culture is it's just two weeks and you go to the next issue it's like i'm not part of willow creek i'm not part of that church i don't even know him personally i know him from afar i'm not part of the solution to his problem there's nothing yeah. i can do I can rant online and it just makes me look like a ranter. You know, it doesn't help me. If I could message him, if I'm given that relationship where I can message him, I will do so. But if I'm not part of the problem, I'm not part of the solution, and I know they're doing something about it, I don't know why I need to have an opinion on everything. And I think that's what social media has done to us. Social Dilemma, mm -hmm. the documentary, mm -hmm. just showed us how tribal we become and everybody now has their own opinion. Yep. You didn't study about this subject. There's a, nothing. There's no credibility on your part to say something about it. And you say something about it as if, you know, that that's the opinion. You're right. And then after two weeks, you jump to the next opinion. Yeah. And, and so that's cancel culture. So for those who have been affected by it, wait two weeks. It's gone. Right. Yep. No, you know what? Yeah, that's so interesting because, yes, for the people who are not going through it, the ones who are not being canceled, it's just another, you know, thing that's, you know, living its short-lived life on the internet and then yeah, we're on yeah. to the next thing. But I think the effects are so real for these people. Yeah. You know, it's very hurtful. It, yeah. But isn't also, just to throw this concept that, because I think we really live in a broken world. It's more than anything. It's a symptom of a deeper issue. Hurting people hurt other people. We, we know that. And um, I guess I guess for me, in my opinion, I don't know about you guys, it's, it's really just uh, 
an expression of what was and his the human. For example, um, people didn't the, the Pharisees didn't like Jesus. Caesar didn't even want to kill him, <laughs> but you know they they found a way to cancel him because he was you know he was stirring up the status quo. They were afraid for themselves more than anything. They were afraid for themselves, their stature, and, and, and everything. So I guess this cancel culture is, is and has always been a part of humanity. It's just like because of social media, it is how it is now. It's easy to, I hate you because you're typing. Wait for that person. Tell this to my face. You, they won't do it. Yeah. People are confident online. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Hiding behind their computers. Yeah, but um, you know when when that thing happened, J. Paul, it we we got into a discussion as a team. Like, yeah, am I uh, am I above reproach? How yeah. am I with dealing with the opposite sex? Like, yeah. there might be times. Hey, it's sometimes you know we joke as as men in the office, and there's a woman there, and you know we got to you know sometimes you know healthy conversations happen because of that. Yeah, right. yeah, we we had that too. So, for example, yeah. uh, we we had like, it's okay to compliment, but what kind of compliment are you giving? Like, wow, nice legs, or you you you, you know you know that's that's harassment because I'm in a position of authority. So yes. so we, we we had that discussion as well, and it made us reflect. And brother Bo, and now he's not our leader anymore. Uh, Arun was telling is always or or always tells us that could be you, not to not to be negative, but the, I guess the moment you start thinking that you are above something, that's when bad things happen and that's when you get canceled. I actually yeah, that's an interesting um, thing about this whole cancel culture too, because as Pastor Dennis you pointed out, I think I think most of it is bad because you know, the person being canceled, just, you know, all kinds of ugly things are being hurled at this person um, by people that they don't even know they've never met. It must just be a horrifying experience for whoever is being canceled. But I think when we look at some of the things that happened in the past, because of the things that were being called out online, this led to some um, shifts in maybe how we behave, we became yeah. more sensitive maybe to how we talk to people um, in real life, things like that. And so I think there, there could be some good that comes out of cancel culture. But as Christians, our stand on cancel culture is that it's never okay. Yep. Is, that, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, God, um, in, in Luke, it says, uh, Luke 19 verse 10, it says, for the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Jesus came for all of us. We are made to be an inclusive church. We're made to be an inclusive Christendom. That's why, you know, as Christians, whatever denominations, we should be friends. Because mm. uh, we are in the same team. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Anybody else want to add something to that? Our stand is always um, No. I agree when you said earlier that um, sometimes there is still good happening despite of this cancel culture. And I think the uh, better way to approach this is try to look on the different aspects of this cancel culture because those, um, those who are posting this um, hate online, 
I think I can understand them from a perspective that they are doing this because they were hurt and they want the, they are some something like uh, wanting some vindication and would want to at least um, want their um, pain be acknowledged because this is a very human thing. But when we look at the cancel culture happening right now, it's usually being done in a reckless way. And uh, I think more people are getting hurt um, through this process. And as Christians, it's not the best way to deal with this. And uh, a better way is to have a, like a support group that will be able to help you, not only emotionally, but also spiritually will be guiding you and really um, help you go through this um, this situation in your life and maybe sometimes there are some legal aspect that we have to look at so if there is something that should go through the legal process then let's bring it to the court and not really posting it in social media but i also understand that not every one of us has the access to 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 get um to get some attorney and go through the process so that's why they use social media as a medium to let the people know about it. And when more people know about it, they support it. And when it gets more support, then that's the time that it um, more people are familiar and then try to make a way to get justice for this person. But since we're also talking about justice, we know that God, he's, the, he's almighty and he's just. He's the one who can judge us. And whatever we do here on earth, um, it's in the hands of God. So... Um, this is something that um, we we should be hoping for, that if God is really reigning in this earth, we will not be experiencing this suffering, this hatred, um, this cancel culture that we have right now. You heard it from the in-house attorney of the narrow door, guys. <laughs> no, but you know what? I think while you were talking, like I was reminded of the whole Me Too movement that started on Twitter, I think it was, right? Um, and just all of these people started coming forward. And I think there was some good that came out of that in that that was like a collective wake-up call for us. And, you know, how yeah. do we behave? You know, check myself. And like you guys were talking about earlier, have that conversation um, and reflect on, you know, whether do I fall under this category or not. But I think at some point, like, it just went too far. Because it became, you know, just throwing, hurling accusations around with no evidence or proof. But then by the time these things hit the internet, it's out there and public opinion now becomes the judge and you are yeah. officially canceled. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that and I was also just now thinking about God, too. Yes, it's a hi, Liam. Hi, sweetie. He's the only kid of all your four children that I know, by the way, like I I know Liam. Okay. Um, I was thinking about, yes, God being the ultimate judge, right? At some point, we are all going to face him as our judge, which is, you know, such a scary thought. Can you imagine um, being able to see our life through the eyes of God and being judged for, oh my goodness, every single thing. But the thing about this is it also comforts me. I think sometimes when you see... Um, news or stuff happening online and you just know that it's not fair and it's not just and they're they're probably not gonna get justice in this life you know it's coming at some point yeah, yeah. so yeah. i think that's comforting as christians um okay let's get to our ma main question 
for today? You know, what would Jesus say about cancel culture, you think? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I say I'll, I'll go first, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And, and the only time, I mean, one of the, the clearest things that he was against was when he said to the Pharisees, uh, let me look for it. It's here. Um, Matthew chapter 23. And it says, um, verse 33. Wait, where is it? You, snakes. He was telling the Pharisees, snakes, son of vipers, how will you escape the judgment of hell? Uh, he, was, he was really mad at them. Um, not because you know God sinned, but because God sinned. Uh, sorry, that sorry. Please don't cancel me for <laughs> saying something wrong. So, but he was getting uh, the biblical context is Jesus was getting mad because the Pharisees were earning from from the people. So, so for example, you know, he would they would make the they would make it so hard for people to be saved. You know, for example, um, so during their time, you needed animal sacrifices, right? Guess who sells the animal? The, the Pharisees. Pharisees. And they would, they would jack up the prices to, to make it so hard. And, and these Hayop are the talaga. things. Talaga. <laughs> so, so, so that's why Jesus got mad. And, but because Jesus... Tore the veil, tore the veil that that the separated uh, humanity from the holy of holies. So Jesus wants everyone to be saved. Just this week, I was giving that I'm gonna. I just recorded a talk about um, the conversion of Matthew, Matthew chapter nine. It was just really, really beautiful because you know Matthew was talking about his conversion, and 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 that's who Jesus is because there was. There was a line there like, hey, come with me, you know, follow me. You see, during that time, people, the Jews, did not talk to tax collectors because the tax collectors were enemies because they were, you know, they're bad people. But this guy talks to the outcast and tells him, hey, you're not canceled. You're going to be part of my team. And, and that's what I love about my God. And that no matter how much of a sinner I am, I'm always going to be welcome in his kingdom. Even the pastor we were talking about, if he says sorry, no matter how much he has sinned, he goes to God and says, Lord, I'm sorry I sinned. God will forgive him. That's our God. That puts things in perspective, doesn't it? Yeah. Who are we to judge and condemn other people when God will forgive us in a, in a heartbeat? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. If you choose, yeah. If you choose to live in the cancel culture, there's going to come a day when they're going to cancel you because you're mm. going to say something wrong and you're not living the perfect life. Judgment is, judgment is what you want until it happens to you. Oh, wow. Right? So that's why there's grace. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we could like, Revise a Bible verse, like cancel unto others and they will cancel you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, yeah. let, let me share a personal experience. There was a time when, sorry, Instructor Hal, I know you're supposed to say something, but I guess to be a I little bit more. Cancel you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pause. No, just pausing. Uh, there was a time when, um, just my my brothers felt something off with my preaching. Came up to me, in secret, J Paul. We feel it's about you, not God. I, I feel, I feel like there was that you're the victory. That you're, you're no, I'm feast. But uh, you're, you're the one that has the power. Of course, at that time I hated it because no, I'm a servant of God. But then when I prayed, I just cried because I was so thankful that they cared. Because if they didn't care, they would just allow me to make myself a fool out there. And, and that's why you need church, whatever your church is. Um, you need that kind of proverbs as iron sharpens iron, a friend sharpens a friend. And, and, and that's what real church is. Sometimes it pains you to hear from your pastor or your shepherd or your priest something painful, but you have to reflect, is it true? And then you ask God. And, and that for me, I was really at that time for I guess two days, I was really defensive. And then, Oh my gosh. Sorry, Lord. After after reflection. And I'm really grateful for that moment. Oh my no, you know what? As I was listening to you talk, it just kind of occurred to me like this whole cancel culture thing. Because yes, as a community, um, we are able, we are supposed to help each other grow. And sometimes that involves difficult conversations because you know there is criticism given, like in your case. I'm assuming, you know, your fellow brothers came to you and said, okay, J. Paul, I think maybe you should change this because you're doing this and, you know, which is difficult to hear, but yes, it is constructive criticism and it made you better. And cancel culture is like all the iron without the sharpening. It's just iron, man. It's, it just hurts. And then there's no growth. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. It it's either okay. sharpens you or it kills you. You know, I think that's the, that's cancel culture for you. Mm. It kills you. It doesn't sharpen you. Right, right. Because there's no relationship in cancel culture. It's just yeah. I'm right, you're wrong, you know. I don't want to hear your side. It's just wrong. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Instructor Harold, after five um, years, yes. <laughs> no, earlier, uh, I, I believe your question is about the, the topic for today. What would yes. Jesus say? about cancel culture and i think coming from the most canceled individual in the history of the world Ooh. it was i thought it's you no individual in this podcast no no man you, you never make me feel that way but anyway it's jesus because you know uh he's the messiah who is promised by god and the israelites are supposed to receive him but he was canceled by the Israelites, by the chosen people of God. And they even did the opposite. Instead of accepting him, they canceled him, rejected, insulted, even mocked him, and crucified him. So he's the son of God, and yet he's being crucified. And if we try to imagine the heart of God, it, it is broken, but because it's the only way that we will be atoned of our sins. It's the only way that we will be able to be saved. From, 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 from the sufferings and death in this world. And uh, I think aside from that, Jesus would relate it to the story of his father 
um, God because he was also rejected by his chosen people over and over again. Um, they were not able to keep the covenant with him. And even he is the creator and all of us are just creations here. He, I believe that he could cancel us in just a snap of a finger, mm. even mightier than Thanos and his gauntlet. That mm. every one of us could be disappeared in just a, a second. But out of God's love, he... He never did that to us. And that's why we can see God's love that he never canceled us. So we don't have the right to cancel each other. And another thing maybe that I could add is maybe Jesus would remind us that since he has a, a new covenant that he established and he said that he's going to come back, um, he would want us to not cancel him again when he comes back because we have to learn from the from the past it should serve as warning and example and uh, one last thing is is that if there's something that we should cancel it should be the enemy it should be satan and everything about him yes. about hatred uh, about um, division and even yeah. uh, this culture of hating each other and judging each other even though we have not um, studied law, we become a judge. So this is basically what we can see. <laughs> we can see as the castle culture in the Bible. Attorney lang. Attorney, not judge. You did not study but, law, but you are an attorney in our eyes. <laughs> but really, so, so um, going back to the castle culture that we can see online right now, I don't think that Jesus will approve us doing this because it's against what, we had, uh, what he had taught us. Because he told us to love our neighbors as well as ourselves. He, told, uh, he taught us how to forgive and be kind. And a lot of things that are totally opposite to the cancel culture. Mm-hmm. I appreciate how you like put yourself in Jesus' shoes. Or sandals, I should say. His sandals. <laughs> and... no, I'm not worthy. Figuratively speaking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because his feet is bigger than mine. I have, a, I have Chinese feet. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, you're right. You're right. I, yes, of course. Like, yeah, we know that he would not approve of what is mm. going on right now. It really yeah. does. It's counter to everything that we are supposed to espouse um, as Christians. So I guess, you know, I, I'm not going to do the high horse thing here and be like, huh, I'm so above this cancel culture thing. Like I'm, you know, I don't care. I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to read the threads because honestly, like sometimes it's kind of like a train wreck and you can't look away. Okay. So, you know, I'm kind of like updated on these things. And like, I hate that I want to read the stuff, but I guess, so on that note, what I would like to ask you is, as a Christian who is really trying to, you know, please God amidst all of these things that's happening in our culture today, how should I go about the cancel culture that's happening? What is the best way? Is, is it just really not to look at this stuff? Don't participate, obviously. What do I do? Very encouraging well, response. <laughs> I'll try. I think the moral compass that we all have, and we've talked about this, is that we all see people in the image of God. I think that would help me deal with cancel culture. Like if I know, um, if I know it's not going to help, why would I join the bandwagon? You know, why would I do it? Right? That person is hurting. You know, that person you know feels empty, and adding more. 
to the millions of hate out there doesn't really help. Yeah, I'd rather pray for that person privately. If I'm given a chance to email, if I have a relationship with that person, for sure, I'll be reaching out to that person and, and talk to that person. Right? And I think that's what I'll do. J-Paul, remember there was an, a case in one of the Facebook groups where they started hitting you guys. And I was the main attorney, you know, of the... <gasps> I was so mad at how they were so passive aggressive by using scriptures, by the way. And oh, wow. in fact, I called some of them and, and really sermoned <laughs> some of the people I didn't even know and say, say it straight to my face. Cause I know the guy, I know J Paul. I know the people you're trying to hit. They're not like that, you know, and you hide in your verses as if you have the authority and, and I think that's so unchristian of you. You talk about grace, and now look at your thread. Look at the thread. It's not full of grace. It's full of hate. So I think you're, you're living out an anti-gospel message that you're proclaiming, right? And rather than listen, so I, I think J-Paul messaged me also, and I messaged J-Paul about it, saying sorry about that. And I had to cancel them in the group. Knock <laughs> them out. <laughs> You know, because it, it's going to spew hate. You know, it's a culture that they want to establish in the group. But, yeah. you know, this is our group and we don't do that. We don't want to do that. And I took the courtesy to actually message you even though I don't have to because I want to see your side and where you're coming from. But I there should be no disrespect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love. I Yeah, there's how you jumped in for a brother who is not... Even in the same church as you, different denomination altogether, but, you know, for you to be on his side and defend him in this um, attack that was happening. on What was this about anyway? You know, it was a manhood thread and they started putting oh. in biblical doctrines about, you know, and, 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 their, and their reasoning was because it's about doctrine. Everything, life is doctrine. So everything then I told them, just go to a doctrine Facebook group. Don't do it in our manhood group. <laughs> if you love to talk about doctrines the whole day and say who's right and wrong, there's thousands of Facebook groups for you to join. It's not this group. You know, so. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, right. How did you feel, Brother J. Paul, like, you know, when Pastor Dennis jumped in to defend you while this was happening? Uh, well... Thank you. <laughs> no, but more than anything, it's, I guess, this is what church should do. That's really, it's always easy to preach. But li living the gospel is so hard. Yeah. And, and yes, um, honestly, I've made so many mistakes. And, you know, all of us have made mistakes. Sometimes even like, there was a, like, sometimes like you go home, like, oh my gosh, I think I said something wrong in the talk like you get worried because it's not completely when you like really remember that's not completely biblically correct <laughs> you know you're like oh how do i take it back <laughs> like, <laughs> and then you have to wait another week <laughs> to, to, but, but I, I think god can god will you know god yeah. will forgive me for making mm. a mistake like that you know uh, you know I don't know about you guys, but I happen, th these moments of like, just, you know, recalling something in the past that makes me cringe, like happens to me a lot in the shower. Like, I'll just be like, you know, shampooing my hair and I'll be like, oh, 
oh my gosh yeah like that happened okay okay <laughs> you know like i don't know i don't know the place for me is the shower anyway instructor but harold for, oh, yeah sorry yeah. for for harold you know uh thank you pastor dennis for you know being a brother and and i guess we do the same for harold now because yeah. uh yeah we of course i don't send everything to harold you know just he doesn't have to know that you know that they're flooding my Facebook. <laughs> so, uh, Are they still? Oh my goodness! They're still messaging. <gasps> yeah. Oh my wow. Some, wow. some. Just, yeah, but so what? So what? Because mm. I'm I I have I'm very busy, so I'd rather disciple and be friends with people who want to know God and stuff and love instead of fighting. Yeah. So yes. Go what instructor H. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, parang, uh, uh, first, I, I, I did not expect na until now they're still doing that. But And, and even behind that, you are really um, protecting me and even trying to no, no, the information coming from me, and this is really nice. <laughs> brother. No, it's not. They're me. chatting. It's... They're chatting again. <laughs> but uh, but basically, it's it's not about me. It's about God's work and God's word that we are sharing in this podcast. And when when we do this online and in social media, we are trying to be so reactive with the things that we can see online. And I think. Uh, a better way to deal with this is really um, think first, reflect upon ourselves, and uh, um, really um, come to 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 a place that we we are checking if what we're going to do is still according to the will of God or not. And we must only do what is pleasing to God. And I don't think that God would want us to hurt people, especially when they are already heard instead god would want us to pray for them and like what pastor dennis mentioned if there's a way for you to reach out to them then reach out to them because they need someone who will listen to them or even if we can give advice on how we can go through this um this this thing that we need to support each other um and that's why i love these guys and you sam that in this group even though we came from different um denomination or church we know how to um, love each other and understand each other because we know how to listen and it all starts from listening and I hope brother J-Paul is listening, is listening right now. <laughs> but yes, I love you guys. Aww. Well, that is a great note to end this topic on. So we're Wait, just going to uh, wrap this up. Sam, again. sorry. One last, one last thing. Please. Recently, a few weeks ago, uh, I messaged Pastor Dennis. Pastor Dennis, uh, people have been messaging me because they, something about one of your churches. Yeah. And, and I just, I told him what I said. I said, you know, I know victory. They're good people. And uh, some, some I, I mean, I, and, and Pastor Dennis, you know, told me, it was it just did not come out right with the event, and yeah, I said, and yeah, I mean, I understand where the that ministry was trying, what that ministry was trying to do, and I just told him, you know, what this is what I said to them, you know, I, I know you guys, and I know that we're building, you know, church here, and that's what we do, 
as as Christians, not just Catholic, not just Evangelical, not just Baptist or Methodist or all denominations. It's just so interesting to me how somebody will have a problem with, say, Pastor Dennis's church, but then he'll message Brother J. Paul. Or, like, you know, they'll have a problem with New Heaven and New Earth, so I'm going to message Pastor Dennis about it. Like, what? What's happening, guys? People like controversy. Right, right. For two weeks. Controversies end in two weeks, maximum. Mm, It's gone. That's right. That's right. But um, yeah, again, that doesn't mean that we should participate and make this a thing and fuel this thing. Because I really think, you know, the, the ramifications on a person's real life when this happens is very real. And it's very traumatic. And words are so hurtful sometimes. And you can't take them back anymore. So, you know, let's not do that. Let's cancel, cancel culture, guys. And um, yeah, that is our conversation on cancel culture today. Tell us where we can find you. Man, our panel has so much going on. Brother J. Paul um, launched his podcast recently, the J. Paul Hernandez podcast. You can uh, find it on Spotify. Are you on YouTube too? Or is this just audio? Yeah, yeah. YouTube and Facebook and Multiply, Friendster. The non-existent platform, Multiply. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Where no one goes anymore. (laughs) It's canceled. Yeah, it's canceled. (laughs) Okay, yeah, and of course you can find them at the feast. They're online. Pastor Dennis, what's that? Brow, brow and friends. Big bro, big bro. I watched an episode. It's really funny. I just really made it. Like it sounds like a show about Kilai, brow and friends. It's big bro and friends. Okay. Ang concept. Ang concept. I love the title. Really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're having one with Podcast Network Asia. Oh, with, with, with your wife, yes. Yeah, it's called Our Parenthood. It's coming really soon. Hopefully, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we'll fit it in, but it's coming out. All right. You will, yeah, we'll keep you guys posted on that. And then, of course, in New Heaven and New Earth, you guys have a lot happening there as well, Instructor Harold. Yes, we would want to invite everyone who would want to study the Bible with us. We conduct an online free Bible class and even um, webinars every weekends at 7 p.m. And lastly, we'll be opening our online church service every Sunday starting November 1. So if you want to know more about us, you can listen to to what we um, preach, uh, the Word of God, and even um, get in touch with us. Or you can send us a, a message. Um, in my Facebook account, Harry Resho, Instagram account, Harold Resho, or in our email, contact.nhneph at gmail.com. All righty. What a mouthful. Thank you very much, everybody. And if you want to get in touch with me as well, the Narrow Door Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for being here, and we'll see you next time. Bye.